I don't know what that sounds like in your space, but it sounds really great in our little makeshift studio. Uh, if I can just say I have been so grateful and proud of our community in the last several days. There have been physicians and uh, healthcare professionals, uh, Ottawa County Health advocates who have been so helpful to us. And also, I'm going to brag a little, I've been so proud of the Pillar staff. Uh, they've been patient in waiting, they've been gracious in change, and they've been working hard. Uh, and it's been a gift to be a part of this team. Uh, every Sunday you hear me say something like, you're about to enter every sector of public life to claim it for Christ. Uh, that's going to look different uh, under quarantine uh, over the next uh, few weeks. But here's some of the ways we're going to try to be a gracious, winsome gospel presence in our community. Uh, every weekday between 9 and 11, we're partnering with other area churches meeting at Maple Ave to provide food for uh, food insecure families as part of the Holland Public School System. We're also partnering with Kids Food Baskets uh, and Kids Hope and that Details for that will come out later. Uh, and then we're also pursuing opportunities to care well for uh, our elderly uh, as part of our community. So, so be attentive to the website, Facebook, Instagram. Now would be a great time to follow us. Uh, and also open your email. Uh, uh, for now, though, today we're going to gather around the word with, with my friend John Opgenorth. Uh, we wondered, I wondered, should we like shift gears? John was planning to preach with us had we been gathering in the sanctuary. We wondered, should, should we shift gears and do something else? And after a little while of wondering, I thought, you know, in God's spirit, this is the word that was prepared for us before any of this happened. Though the circumstances may change, uh, we rely on God's very breath, his very word for life. Uh, so we're going to stick with uh, what we had intended, though, in a little different format. So this is my friend, John. Uh, John Opgenorth is the president of Words of Hope, a ministry that uh, Pillar supports and has supported for a long time. I've had the privilege to be a part of uh, myself. He and his wife, Anne, moved to Holland a few years ago. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about Holland and how you got to Pillar. Well, we did move here at the beginning of 2017, so it's been just over three years. I became president of Words of Hope at that time, and we did what everybody does when they move to Holland and <laughs> Zealand. You visit every church imaginable, but right. eventually we just fell in love with the Pillar family. Mm, we thanks. particularly enjoy the the staff and mm. uh, the way the church focuses on word and sacrament. Mm. And we're in a city group, and our city group is probably the best <laughs> city group that has ever existed. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Thank you. So you're the president of Words of Hope. Would you mind just giving us a little uh, window into what you're up to and what Words of Hope does? Well, many people know us from the little books you find at Family Fair right. or Russ's or those things. Right. And the daily devotional is a big part of our ministry. But the majority of our work is in hard-to-reach places mm -hmm. where the gospel has a challenging time to get because of persecution or poverty mm -hmm. or circumstances. And we equip indigenous leaders to use media to proclaim the gospel and then mm. to build the church on the ground. Mm. And uh, through all the chaos of this week, I was oh, thinking man. of the Christians in Iran. Yeah, uh, right. We meet right. every week yep. with 78,000 Iranians wow. online, wow. Uh, interact with digital content. Wow. And uh, this morning, they 
there are f at least five congregations inside the city of Tehran wow. that one of our leaders from Dallas pastors wow. remotely. Wow. So he, you know, they do communion remotely. Right, right. They do baptisms remotely. Wow. So if someone's arrested for being baptized, who baptized you? Mm. Well, you know, he's not here. Mm. So wow. I don't know how that works theologically <laughs> in, uh, in, right, right, in, right. in our circles. But, right. you know, we trust in the mm. mind of God that... Uh, yeah. They're baptized believers in Jesus. Mm. So that's a little bit of what we do. Um, and we're grateful for the partnership with yeah, Pillar and look forward to seeing how that can yeah. grow. Well, we're honored to be in it with you. Yeah. So I had asked you to preach six months ago. We were in Uganda together. I said, hey, John, would you be willing to preach on Sunday, March 15? You said, absolutely. I gave you the passage yeah. that you were then have been thinking about. Would you be willing to share it with I'd us? I'd be happy to. Thanks. Um, I, another thing we love about Pillar is Pillar follows the narrative uh, lectionary, right, right, yep. and so texts are assigned in the text. We're following the pattern of Mark, so we've been, um, last week you had us, I forgot the chapter, uh, it's before Palm Sunday, so Jesus right. is ahead of the disciples, he's on the way to Jerusalem, sees Bartimaeus, and who of us didn't want to stop this week mm, and just pay thanks. attention? Thank you. And this week's text, Leapfrogs, Palm Sunday. Yep. We'll come back to that on Palm Sunday. And it also passes over uh, Monday. So the Monday right. of Holy Week, Jesus is in the temple. He cleanses the temple, overturns the tables. And we pick it up uh, mm. towards the end of Perfect. chapter 11 in, in verse 27. And Great. it's Tuesday. And they came mm. again to the temple, to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests... And the scribes and the elders came up to him and said, Tell us, by whose authority you do hmm. these things? or Who gave you the authority to do them? And Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Hmm. Answer me, and I will tell you by whose authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven hmm. <laughs> or from man? And they discussed among themselves, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did right. you not believe him? But shall we say from man? They were terrified of the people hmm. because they all held that John really was a prophet. Hmm. So they answered him, we do not know. Hmm. Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by whose authority I do these things. Hmm. And he began to teach them in parables, saying... A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the wine press and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went off to another country. Hmm. When the season came, he sent one of his servants to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. Hmm. They beat him hmm. and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent to them a servant. Uh, they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And hmm. he sent another, and him they killed. And so hmm. with many others, some hmm. they beat and some they killed. He had still one more servant, hmm. a beloved son. Hmm. Finally, he sent him saying, they will respect my son. But when those tenants saw him, they said, this is the heir. Hmm. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they 
beat him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? Hmm. He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Hmm. Do you not read the scripture that says, hmm. the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. And the leaders were looking to arrest him, but they feared the people for they perceived that he had told the parable against them. So they left him and went away. Whew, <laughs> intense. Intense, <laughs> amen, wow, thank you so much. Um, my guess is you're listening in and you heard something that grabbed your heart uh, think about it. Write it down. Uh, pursue it more. And I'm guessing you've got a few things on your heart. Well, what, what stands out uh, to you? There, there's a couple things in particular, but it it is first of all an interaction where Jesus has a very hard word against mm. the people that are in the power of the religious mm. uh, temple. Yep. And there's also a very declarative word by Jesus in the midst of it. And uh, mm. I think the hard word against the powers that be is, is that um, Jesus did not fit their narrative. Mm. And he, the word rejection right. that's in that, that verse from Psalm 118 that Jesus quotes is interesting. Psalm 118, Jesus quotes yeah. here, which yeah. is the oh, same yeah. that the right. Palm Sunday right. crowd right. used oh, on, on, the, on Palm Sunday. Huh. But um, Jesus is both forthtelling as a prophet, as a prophetic word, to say kind of what's going on in the picture. He's also foretelling. By the end of the week, you're mm. going to reject mm. the beloved Son of mm. God. You're going to beat me and kill me and throw mm. me out of the vineyard. And I, I, one of the things that, as you know, that in theorizing the text does is it, it helps you to walk through the shoes of each person. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. was, I was struck by the... Mm. These leaders, they, they were, Jesus was disruptive to them. Hmm. Yeah, the chief priest scribes. Yeah, these they, guys. he didn't fit their narrative. Right. Um, you know, uh, one of our elders, Mark DeRue, sent me a, a, a note this week about times like this that we're living, the coronavirus and those kinds of things, that in business circles there's a, a, a word called VUCA, V-U-C-A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, volatility. Uncertainty. Uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity, and... A, you know that's our time, but that was what Jesus was. I mean, he, mm -hmm. I mean, they were faced with this predicament. Right. He was doing some of the things of the Messiah. Yeah. Healing, casting out demons. He raised dead people from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he didn't do some of the other mm, things. Right. Their narrative had the Messiah restoring the kingdom of David, the splendor of Solomon. Right. And there were verses in the Hebrew Bible that indicate that. Isaiah rebuilding the ancient ruins, Jeremiah, the land being being restored to its fullness again. And 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 they were stuck with what C.S. Lewis would later say is a stark mm, contrast. Right. They didn't Jesus for them could not be a good man. Right. He's either a raving lunatic, right. a madman, maybe of the evil one himself, right. or he's the son of God. Right. And it's clear that that they chose to reject him. Mm. And, and so we, we find the narrative is incomplete. Um, I know in my life, I mm -hmm. just have to continually bring my 
the narrative I'm trying to live in and submit it. Yeah, that's right. To to Jesus. What story do you live by? Yeah, and, and then the the other key word is is beloved. Jesus mm. makes this declarative statement about mm. himself, mm. and the word beloved. Mm. You know, Mark uses an economy of words. Oh yeah, he's not messing around. He's not messing around, and he only uses that word three times. Mm. The first time is when Jesus is baptized, Jesus hears yeah. the voice, you are my beloved son, yeah. whom I love. With, with you, I'm well pleased. Second time, Pastor Jenna shared the transfiguration uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, a voice from the cloud says, this is my beloved son. Mm. Listen to him. Mm. But here, it's Jesus telling a story with the word about himself. Mm. In, in the trial on Mark 14, he will directly answer, I am the Christ. Mm. But here, it's, it's a stake in the ground. Mm. I am the beloved one. Mm. As if to say, you can do whatever you want, right. but I am that cornerstone. Mm. And I will, here we go. I will be the one that God will build his kingdom. I around. love it. So good. Yeah. Thank you. Man, we should do this every day. This is awesome. <laughs> Let's. Uh, sort of interesting to me as I was listening. So you mentioned the uh, Palm Sunday narrative and the crowd shout, Hosanna. And now what caught me in this narrative uh, in chapter 12, uh, they were worried about the crowd, yeah. so they didn't arrest him. And then we know in Good Friday, the crowd would be the ones that shout, crucify. This is so interesting. The, the crowd... Uh, in a way, dictates what's happening. Uh, Pilate was afraid of the crowd. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just thinking about my life and our lives and how yeah. easy it is to be pushed around by the crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the while, in you, O oh Lord, I am found. Yeah. It's great. Um, you know, you've probably got some other things you could write down too. Uh, please do. Any, any last things that stand out to you? Well, one piece or one story in the Old Testament that kept coming to me as I was thinking about the words here is, I think it's Genesis 35, where Joseph is this yeah. you know, chosen special son of Jacob, right. and he's going off to find his brothers. And he goes to the city of Dotham, or Dotham, and uh, they see him coming. The, the story that is told in Genesis is that the brothers see him coming and they conspire to mm. kill him. Mm. Now, of course, they, they didn't end up killing him, but they right. sold him as a slave into right. Egypt. And right. decades later, right. the brothers are in Egypt. They're, they're with Pharaoh right. looking for food. And they find out that their brother is Pharaoh's right-hand man. Right. They're remorseful and repentant, and mm. Joseph has to say to them, which you meant for evil, God mm. meant for, for good. good. And it strikes me that um, what the crowd meant for evil on Good Friday, yeah. what, mm. what these scribes and mm. priests and, and elders mm. meant for evil, God had part of his plan. Mm. And, you know, in, in Acts, yeah. Luke tells us that in one of the scenes where, where many are coming to faith, he says, many of the priests became mm. obedient to the mm. faith. Mm. Their narrative was mm. incorporated and, and, and fit and humbled before the one true narrative. Mm. And I just, I, 
I take that as a maybe even a time for the days that we're living in. Mm, so there's good. so much chaos. There's so much volatility yeah. and uncertainty and yeah. and complexity, yeah. ambiguity yeah, yeah. that where's the good? Mm. Mm. The you know the evil one means this for evil, mm. but God's mm. good will mm. come out of it. Mm. And so maybe maybe That's each so day good. for us to find a sign yeah. of God's favor and His yeah. presence in the midst of it. That's so good. I mean, clearly the concerns are many, but I can already identify one good. In the last 24 hours, in my at least eight years of pastoral ministry in Holland, I have not seen the church come together more mm. quickly and in a more concerted effort mm. uh, in the last 24 hours than in my 10 years here. Uh, what man intended for evil, God intended for good. Amen. And that's just one little example. There are so many more. And who knows what stories will yet be told. So keep your eyes open, Tiller.